Welcome to Spark People Radio, inspirational, motivational, and educational radio guaranteed to spark your day and spark your life. That's our mission. I'm your host, Lily Hills, your wing girl on your way to your healthiest weight and your happiest self. And we have all sorts of cool tools and perspectives to get you healthier starting today. And we've got an incredibly inspiring story for you today, an against all odds kind of story that's going to knock your socks off in the best possible way. And I want to start today by talking about a story in the New York Times that gave me some additional insight into how we can actually use our minds to reach not just our overall health goals for the year, but our daily goals around exercise. So there was a study done that was published last month in Medicine and Science in Sports and Medicine that confirmed the fact that if you tell yourself during exercise that you're not as tired as you think you are, you could make that statement true. So that reminds us that the body intertwines with the mind in ways that really we're only starting to understand. But in this research study, what they did, they... They did. They went in to determine whether or not verbally encouraging yourself during a training can impact your energy levels and stave off fatigue. So they had two teams. One who one side was coached in self-talk, the kind of verbal banter that many of us and actually many world-class athletes engage in during workouts. That verbal banter like encouragement, whether done aloud or silently. So one of the teams uh, did not have any coaching and what usually happens in in situations where you're forced to work out is there's a little bit of that, oh, I don't want to be here. Oh, this is so hard. Completely understandable. But the challenge with that is that it makes it harder to work out. So the athletes that engaged in, I'm feeling good, I'm doing great, I'm getting it done, I'm going to feel fantastic afterwards, those people that use that motivational self-talk, it improved their performance absolutely improved it compared to those who weren't that weren't talking that way to themselves. So the people in the study that were using the verbal self-encouragement, they were saying it in some cases out loud, actually saying, this is great, you're doing it, pumping themselves up. And in other cases, they were just saying it internally. But the point is that every single day, you have a choice between thinking in a way that's going to serve you and move you forward and make it easier or a way that's going to make it harder. So That relationship between your mind and body, it's a very, very big deal. And we all know that there are times when our mind says, I don't feel like working out, right? That happens to all of us. But the key is to override that thought with a different one that you add on to it, let's say. Like, I don't want to work out right now, but I'm going to do it anyway because I am 100% certain that I'm going to feel better later. 100% certain because the truth is, When you work out, you're releasing serotonin and endorphins in the bloodstream. You're literally generating positive energy by circulating your blood. So working out, it's always a good idea as long as you're not injured. In fact, I read a comic the other day. It totally cracked me up. It was one of those e-cards. Those are hilarious. And this one said, I really regret that workout, said no one ever. So unless you injure yourself, that would be the only exception. Working out, getting your body moving is a fantastic idea. And in terms of if you really want to get to the higher stages of being able to work out with ease and enjoying it, that self-talk is something that world-class athletes use. They have to learn how to use their mind to keep them going when their minds are really ready to just throw in the towel, right? Think about that lovely Diane Nyad, that beautiful lady that swam from Cuba to Florida, 110 miles at the age of 64. I just 
know that her mind told her thousands of times on that trip that this was too hard, that she couldn't do it, but she ignored it mile after mile after mile. It, that one really blows me away. She must have, I'm sure at some time she'd override it and say, no, we're doing this. Come on, only 50 miles to go. Can you imagine that? Uh, she did say at one point that she went into a trance and she really wasn't thinking. She was just going through the motions. And even that is preferable to the mindset where you're fighting what you're doing, where you're resisting it. So if you can tell yourself, I can do this. I got it in me. I can make this happen. This isn't going to be that bad. I'm going to feel wonderful afterwards. That type of dialogue, practicing it every day, it's going to make it easier for you. And let's face it, all of us want a little bit more easy these days. So remember, even if you feel silly, even if it sounds corny, give yourself for one week starting today that pep talk, internal and external. Use your out loud voice, as I like to call it. If it doesn't work, you can say, ah, that, that's just a, that, that doesn't work for me. But at least try it for a week so you can see whether or not it doesn't transform your relationship with working out. And doesn't that sound good? Focusing your mind on what you want versus what you don't want. And our next guest is going to prove this point perfectly. This lady has been dealing with chronic pain since childhood, deals with it every single day. But she still works out every day because in spite of the pain, it makes her feel better. So she's going to inspire all of us to remember that we absolutely have exactly what it takes to get healthy in spite of any challenges that we're facing. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Corel. Visit corel.com slash ERN and find out how easy it is to create a table that's truly sensational. Corel, where entertaining meets extraordinary. For fast, powerful, and portable ratcheting without a power cord or air hose, pick up the Craftsman C3 19.2-volt Max Access Auto Ratchet. The ratchet head delivers up to 420 inch-pounds of torque at 225 RPMs, enough power to turn just about any stubborn fastener quickly. The pass-through design eliminates the need for deep sockets and lets you tighten and loosen long bolts fast, even in tighter workspaces. Craftsman, made to make. Available at Craftsman.com, Sears.com, Sears, Sears Hometown, and Sears Hardware Stores. You're listening to Spark People Radio, where our goal is to enlighten, inspire, and empower you to live the healthiest life possible. I'm your host, Lily Hills, and today's guest is going to support you in knowing that you can absolutely reach all of your health and fitness goals in spite of the most challenging of circumstances, because this lovely lady certainly has had more than her fair share. Linda Orbot has rheumatoid arthritis. Since she was six years old and after a temporary remission, she was bedridden at 24 forced into disability, and she was unable to exercise or do much except lay around and be in immense pain, which led to comfort food eating, which we can all understand. She's had 35 operations, which kept her on a roller coaster ride with her weight her entire adult life. She has five artificial joints, and in spite of all of that, she was able to lose 77 pounds, and this lovely lady loves to work out. So, Linda, welcome to the show. You're an inspiration, and will you please describe for our listeners what mental motivators you use to stay on track with your health goals, given that you're in physical pain probably a fair amount of the time? Well, see, I have trouble even getting out of bed. I wake up in pain. The one thing I haven't been able to do is get sleep. But I know that if I give up, in, if I give in to the pain, I'm going to be in a wheelchair I'm trying to stay out of. Moving is the only thing that keeps me going. The motivation is I don't want to be stuck. 
bedridden, in a wheelchair, no, I'm going to stay out of that as long as I can. I so support you in that. That is so incredibly important. And you really are truly a a role model for so many people out there who will give into the pain. It's understandable. I can see why people do it, but the challenge is it makes things worse. Yeah, it does. If, If you sit around, you get stiff, you get sore, the pain even gets worse. You just have to get past the hump and move and you feel so much better. Because even when you're in pain, do you find that when you're working out at some time, at certain moments, that the endorphins that are released in your system alleviate the pain? Oh, absolutely. I always feel pumped after a workout. Ah. I go from being stiff and sore to being mobile. I mean, sure, there's still pain left. It never goes away, but it feels so much better, so much My gosh, that is truly, I mean, there are many of us out here who listen to our minds when it says don't work out because it sounds boring or it sounds um, like it's going to be uncomfortable, which a certain amount of physical activity is uncomfortable, but I'm hoping everyone's listening into this amazing woman who's saying that she's doing it in spite of some semi-excruciating pain. So how do you, how do you deal with that voice in your head that says don't work out? Do you have a way to talk to yourself that allows you to transcend that urge to stay stay dormant instead of being active? Well, the key is, and it's a very important key, you have to find something you love to do. If you don't like doing it, you're not going to do it. It's easy to say no. But I absolutely love my exercising. I like challenging myself. I like getting my heart rate up there. I like just moving because I know what it's like not to move. So so Zumba, the music, the party atmosphere, it just gets you right up there. It doesn't matter if you can't follow the steps. I sure was two left feet when I started, oh. but now I just adore it. I just can't wait to get there. Ah, my gosh, Linda. I'll tell you, I, you are, you're making me take a look at myself and up my own ante on some of my, my qualities that I would consider, and with all due respect to myself, a little bit on the wimpy side when I'll give in to that voice that says, oh, we, let's not do it today, because I've been reading a number of studies that show that everyday physical exercise is the key, and we talk about 10 minutes a day being a minimum, because at least you're getting your blood circulating. How many, how many minutes or hours a day do you spend committed to your workout goals? I like to work out at least two hours a day. Once in the morning and once at night, because I read the study that if you just do one little bit of exercise a day and then sit around on your butt the rest of the day, you're still not doing yourself much good. you got to just keep moving throughout the day. So, yeah. At one time, I went to three fitness classes a day when I can get to them. Right now, it's winter, and my scooter doesn't drive on snow very good, so I don't get out. So I'm forced to have home workouts, but I don't mind that either. I just get a variety of DVDs and go at it. Because yeah. the, the mind can make excuses, but Linda, you really are a spectacular example of overcoming that mind because the mind will tell us that we can't do it. The mind will tell us we're too tired to do it or that we don't have the time. But you're a beautiful example of someone who's transcended that. I really honor and respect your journey. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing with us your tips to, to staying committed to your health and well-being. Well, thanks for having me. Love it. Mm. All right, everybody, next up, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. 
And instead of being excited about it, many of us are worried that we're going to overeat and then, of course, beat up on ourselves for doing so. I know that story really well. But our next guest is going to help us to head into Thanksgiving with the top tips to help us stuff the turkey rather than ourselves. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Pyrex. Make delicious meals and treats for your family with Pyrex. Visit worldkitchen.com to learn how to make your time in the kitchen easy and efficient. And with so many endless and delicious possibilities, it's going to make it more fun. Pyrex, clearly your kitchen favorite. Conquer the cold with Bridgestone Blizzak winter tires. Buy a set of four now, and if you correctly guess the temp when the puck drops at the 2014 Bridgestone NHL Winter Classic, you can win your tires. Up to 2,000 guaranteed winners as selected by drawing. Learn more at conquerthecold.com. Odds of winning depends on number of entries and correct guesses. Valid 1513 to 113013. No purchase necessary for temperature gas. Tire reimbursement $720 on prepaid card. Prepaid card issued by Metabank and FDIC. Expiration applies. Subject to official rules at conquerthecold.com. NHL and the NHL Winter Classic are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. All rights reserved. You're listening to Spark People Radio, supporting our listeners and learning the healthy, permanent, and pleasurable approach to getting into the best mental and physical shape of your life. I'm your host, Lily Hills, and we have with us today Spark People dietitian and the author of The Spark Solution, Becky Hand. So, Becky, it's just days away, and we're already thinking ahead about the cornucopia of delights that are going to be facing us. How do you prepare yourself to deal with all that food without stuffing yourself <laughs> rather than the turkey? That's right. We want to stuff that turkey, not ourselves. I think one of the first things that people need to be doing is making a plan. And once they have that plan in place, I think it relieves so much stress and anxiety about going to the event or hosting the event at their home. Um, so I really encourage people just to have a plan of what they're going to eat when they get to that buffet, what they're going to eat from all those Thanksgiving uh, festivity foods. So then that really helps deal with that anxiety and stress that comes about with holiday eating. That makes such complete and perfect sense. And can you tell me why, with that information that I have heard before, why it's so hard for people to sit down and make a strategy, why they just go into it without actually putting a little side of time to think about what they want to do? You know, I think part of that, that problem is they've just never thought about it before. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's never even crossed their radar before that that could be a very beneficial aspect of surviving the holidays. In the past, they've just always fretted about it, worried about it, stewed about it without really saying, hey, if I have a plan in, in place, I'm good to go. I know I'm going to get the turkey. I'm going to get this much mashed potatoes. I'm going to have this much of the pecan pie, and everything's going to be fine and dandy. That's so exactly right. just getting them to sit down and really rationalize and think about what that plan is going to be, I think it's a key thing. Yeah, because we were talking earlier in the show about how you prep yourself, how you coach yourself mentally can make the difference between uh, a great workout and, a, and a, a poor workout. There's never such thing. Let me take that back. There's no such thing as a poor workout. But uh, a mediocre workout, let's just say right. it that way. And it's the same thing with coaching yourself around something like this because, you know, the pattern is for most people to have about 3,000 calories. The typical American has about 3,000 calories on Thanksgiving. At least or not more for those holiday meals. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, yeah. so give us some more tips. We're going into tips. the holiday. 
You know, I also come back to the fact of really evaluating your family or friends that you're going to be dining with that day, and do there need to be any crucial conversations with certain family members before you go to the event, uh, just so that everybody's on the same page as far as your health habits. Um, there are those families that have members that are going to kind of force you to eat something that you may not want to partake in. They may coerce you. They may play the guilt card on you. So I think that's part of the planning process, too. Who's going to be there? Do you need to have any of those crucial conversations before you go? And then, of course, um, I think the physical activity is a key player here. If you can work in a little bit more physical activity a day or two before the big holiday meal or even that morning before you hit the family gathering in the afternoon or even go for that extra 45-minute walk after you eat the big holiday meal, those kind of things can just help to uh, push you away from the buffet as as well as just get you in a much better mindset that you've got to control, you're ready to move forward, and you're feeling good about it all. That makes complete sense. We're talking with Becky Hand, the author of The Spark Solution, about different ways that we can go into this holiday, go into Thanksgiving, which happens to be my favorite holiday because very little on the decorating side, and it's all about the delicious food. So, Becky, what is another tip for those that, again, and I I like the fact that you brought up going with family because usually there's a lot of emotions when we're dealing with family. I call them our master teachers because no one can push our buttons like our family members. That is very true, and that's uh why that was one of the key things that I think people need to think about because almost every person that I talk to uh, can tell a situation about a family member that can push their buttons and make the whole event uh, just go from a really happy, festive holiday uh, down to the gutter. So To a no Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No thanks going on whatsoever. You know, I was teaching class this week uh, with a group of um, women who are wanting to maintain their weight during the holidays, and one of the ladies uh, shared an awesome tip on this topic. She said, "It was I was posting last Thanksgiving's meal at my house. I was doing primarily all the cooking, and she said the way I survived was I went to the local grocery store a few days before. I ordered myself the most beautiful single-serving vegetable tray with a low-calorie dip, and she said, I didn't have to cut up the carrots. I didn't have to cut up the broccoli or the Mm -hmm. cauliflower. It was prepared for me. She said it was in my refrigerator, and when I started preparing the meal, I pulled that out because that was mine. It wasn't a veggie tray to share with everybody else. It was mine that I munched on as I was preparing everything else for the table, and she said it really kept me from nibbling my way through the preparation time. She said then by the time I hit the meal, I was somewhat full, not ravenous, and therefore it allowed me to make better choices when I got to the buffet table as well. Ah, that makes so much sense. I always talk about it, the importance of having a backup snack, something that's low calorie that you can crunch on if you get that overwhelming urge to eat. And that just makes perfect sense. And when we come back, Becky's going to be giving us some more tips to transcend having that Thanksgiving stuff feeling after one of the, the most joyful holidays of the year. You don't want to have that. You want to go into the next day without regret, but feeling like a million dollars. So she's going to share more of her wisdom with us. And you are listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Corningware. Big Serve Store. It's that simple. Visit corningware.com slash ERN to make baking easier, giving you more time to do the things you love.
Are you ready to find your go-to knife? Chicago Cutlery is making the art of chopping, slicing, and carving quick and easy for everyone. With superior steel blades for precise cutting, Chicago Cutlery's comfortable and balanced knives come in a wide range of designs, so you'll have no trouble choosing the right knife for any cutting need in the kitchen. Chicago Cutlery knives are covered by a full lifetime warranty. Visit ChicagoCutlery.com to learn more. Precision cutting, precision knives, Chicago Cutlery. You're listening to Spark People Radio, the show for those who are smart enough to know that having support, motivation, and inspiration is going to get them fitter, faster. I'm Lily Hills, your host, and we have with us today Spark People Dietitian and the author of The Spark Solution, Becky Hand. And before the break, Becky, we were talking about ways to manage our appetites on this most delicious holiday. What's your next hot tip to get our listeners to stop eating before they get to the point where it actually hurts? I've had that, where I've been in pain, I've had so much to eat. I think that that comes about because we stay at the table far too long. And you know when you're sitting at the table, that just brings about more munching, more crunching, more nibbling. So I think one of the key things to do is so that you're not overindulging is don't sit at the table past the point of uh, cleaning your plate and being satisfied and and uh, meeting your hunger needs. Get up, go to a different area of the room. There's no reason to be sitting there any longer and uh, just having all those eating cues around you. So I think that's another good strategy that can really help with that eating. And also make sure that you definitely have some diet drinks to take along because having Having something in your hand, a glass of water, a diet drink, can really help to curb excessive eating um, as well during the day. Mm-hmm. And I, I would probably go with the water before those diet drinks because I have been hearing so many terrible things about them these days. I think, you know, I think a lot of times, um, I think water is probably your best choice to take, especially if you're going to be at somebody's home or even at your own home for hours and hours. Having that water, you can refresh it with a twist of lemon or lime. There's lots of different ways to jazz it up. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be your go-to beverage for throughout the day. And then if you want a little fizz, if you want a little carbonation, there is that sparkling water, or you could do a diet drink, but it doesn't have to be the, the drink that you consume throughout the entire day. Mm-hmm. That makes complete sense. One of the things that I would recommend is also, and tell me what you think about this, after you get to, let's say on a scale of 0 to 10, 10 is Thanksgiving stuff, 5 is satisfied, once you hit your 5, in order to stop yourself from eating more, having maybe 2 to 3 to even 4 glasses of water, because you are so much less likely to overeat when your stomach is full. What do you think about that? Oh, definitely. We know that it's not only the the water, those beverages. It could be a cup of coffee. It mm-hmm. could be a diet, you know, diet iced tea. Those mm-hmm. kind of things, as well as um, if broth based soups are being served, if the high water content salad without all those higher fat, higher calorie little uh, croutons and condiments that go with it. Those are the type of foods that have that filling up that volume that you're in need of and you're searching for 
without all those excessive calories. So those kind of foods can really take care of that hunger. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely true. And then eating slowly, I know you've mentioned that in the past, how vital we that is. We have in the past. And, and you know, there's lots of little techniques that, that go along with that. I know that it's harder to eat slowly at holiday times because we're very distracted by the conversations that are going on uh-huh. around us. Right. Um, but still putting that fork down, cutting the food into small bites, really focusing on the flavor and the texture of that food as we eat. I think one of the best ways, especially with Thanksgiving, to slow that whole meal process down, and many families do, is, you know, they they will say grace. They will say a blessing for all the that they have received and for the, the, the bounty before them. And I think just focusing on that aspect of the blessings that we have received in our life and this delicious meal that has been prepared by loved ones in our family can really just help us to focus more um, on all those things without just gobbling down the food uncontrolled. How beautiful. I love that idea. I had a, We used to do that before our Thanksgiving meals, and we had a grandmother, Hilda, Hilda, some some people would go on and on in the prayer, you know, and Hilda could never make it through the prayer, even though she was, you know, wanted to. She couldn't make it through the prayer without starting her meal. It became a family joke. (laughs) Good old Hilda. Hilda, good old Hilda. She was such a good lady. So, okay, so let's let's recap. We're talking with Becky Hand, the author of The Spark Solution, about different ways that we can manage our appetites around Thanksgiving. So the next day, instead of it being a day of regret, is another day of thanks. So you know what? You bring up a a very good point, and, and just to kind of bring it back to spark people as well. I encourage people that day after Thanksgiving, get back on to spark people. You know, get on to your favorite team. Get onto the message board. No matter what happens on Thanksgiving, no matter if you're carrying around a ton of guilt because the plan didn't go quite as well as you thought it would have, uh, reconnect with spark people and that support system. Recharge yourself, reboot your engine, and move forward with your health. That's just great advice, because the truth is, when we do get back on board the next day, I mean, one day is no big deal, and the mind will tell you it's a big deal. Right. But one day, no big deal, get back on it, don't let it lead to a whole week of pity party, and uh, that's going to save you. That's going to save you is right. And any other final tips before before we say goodbye to you, lovely lady? Yeah, You've given one, some great my last doozies. Final tip is, is as you are grocery shopping, don't forget to pick up things to freeze leftovers and send leftovers home with other family members so they are out of your life and out of your refrigerator for good. That is just a fantastic idea. It's going to it's gonna really, if you take all of her wonderful tips and you use them, I guarantee you this is going to be one of the best Thanksgivings of your life. Thank you so much, Becky, for hanging out with us. Really appreciate it. Thanks. And, it's been my pleasure. And you're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Chicago Cutlery. Visit chicagocutlery.com slash ERN to find your go-to knife. Precision cutting, precision knives, Chicago Cutlery. If the measure of a car was how many people it turned into people who love cars, the Subaru Outback would be worth its weight in gold, thanks largely to its symmetrical all-wheel drive. Unlike other systems that wait for a wheel to slip, it powers all four wheels all the time, all while with better fuel economy than midsize SUVs. And the fact that the Outback is made in a zero landfill plant doesn't hurt either. It's a car that is truly built to be loved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. 
You're listening to Spark People Radio because every day we can use a little support in keeping focused on all of our health-related goals. I'm your host, Lily Hills, and our next guest is Molly Galbraith. Now, Molly is a very cool lady. She's a strength coach and the co-owner of JNM Strength and Conditioning. It's a 7,500-square-foot private studio gym in Kentucky. It's a go-to gym for professional athletes, and Molly's also the co-founder of the wildly popular Girls Gone Strong group, a movement dedicated to changing the way women train. And let me tell you, this woman is no stranger to the gym herself. She's dabbled in both figure and powerlifting. She squats 275 pounds. (laughs) She bench presses 165 pounds and can execute a 341-pound deadlift. Come on, Molly. Are you a spinach (laughs) eater? Because that's some serious strength. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Nutrition has a ton to do with it. So I appreciate that. That was quite the introduction, Lily. Thank you. Yeah, it really did. It really did impress me because I consider myself to be a very strong woman, but I'm I'm nowhere near your category. I'm going to be honest. Well, that's okay. We're we're all good at different things, and we all have different focuses. So that's right. That's right. Well said, sweet lady. And you wrote an article called "Is Being Lean Really Worth It?" And yes. it got a lot of attention. What did you mean by that? Because everyone would, you know, most people would say, "Yeah, it's worth it," but it's yeah. really hard to get there. And is it really, really worth it in the long run in terms Absolutely. of the sacrifices? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, the title was actually, that was very close, but it is being really, really worth it. And because what I see so often is women who have unrealistic expectations of what their bodies are supposed to look like. I think it's an issue, you know, with media and, you know, it was really popular, um, you know, in the 90s to be like waist thin and it was popular in the 2000s to be really curvy. And now it's becoming popular to be muscular, which is cool, but people are wanting to be so muscular and so lean. You know, they're seeing CrossFit athletes on TV and, you know, figure models and competitors and stuff. And they're thinking that it's normal to walk around with six pack abs and, you know, be shredded all the time. And it's just not. And I mean, not only can most women not even get there, but if they can, it's very unhealthy for a lot of women. And there is a small percentage of the population that can walk around that way and feel okay. But most women can't get there. And they kind of, I mean, often I see women destroying themselves in, you know, in the quest to try to get there. Mm-hmm. You see it all the time. And did you go yeah. through a period where being really lean, it really wasn't worth it? Is that where you kind of kind of came up with this concept? That is where I came up with it. Now, I've, I've got a lot of pictures um, within that article of myself. You know, I really put myself out there and you can see my transformation from being, you know, quite a bit heavier, you know, very tall and very curvy. You can see my transformation from being quite a bit heavier back in 2004 to competing in figure and getting extremely lean in 2006, 7, and 8, and then my body rebounding really badly at the end of 2008 and 2009. Um, I ended up getting diagnosed with Hashimoto's. Uh, which is um, autoimmune hypothyroidism, PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome and adrenal dysfunction. And it was the, it was the result of pushing my body too far for too long, you know, and too hard. And so that's when I realized you have to find a place where your lifestyle, your health, your performance and your aesthetics intersect. And that's going to be a little bit different for everyone. And, you know, everyone's is going to look a little bit different and depending on your goals, If you just want to look good and feel good, having a balance is key. If you're a competitor, you know, if you compete in powerlifting or you compete in, you know, if you're a professional football player, professional dancer, then, you know, your performance might have to take precedence over your health, your lifestyle, and your aesthetics. 
or if, you know, you end up really sick, then your health might have to take precedence over your lifestyle, your performance. So there are times in your life when one of those might have to be um, more important to you. But in general, if you just want to look good and feel good, which is what 90% of the people that I work with want, you have to find that balance. It's absolutely true. We're talking with Molly Galbraith. And Molly, tell us a little bit about how when you're working with a client and they're going overboard, do you ever see it and call them on it and say, hey, I think you're going too far? Absolutely. We have a sign um, outside of our door that said, or on our door that says the real work begins now. And we also talk a lot about resting more. So uh, it's really popular right now to do more, you know, in, you know, with these like crazy workout programs where people are working out, you know, 90 minutes a day, six days a week, or we have people that will work out twice a day, six days a week. And we absolutely do not let that happen in our gym. And it's, it's funny because people are pushing themselves that hard because they think they have to. And they feel good while they're doing it because they're so depleted otherwise that their body really goes into like survival mode when they're exercising so hard. And so they're producing all these hormones. It's the only time they're producing some of those feel good hormones and then they crash afterwards. So people are begging for someone to tell them you don't have to do that much. You know, two to three days a week of lifting, walking, getting your sleep eating good food, managing your stress, getting some sunshine. I mean, that is the formula to looking good and feeling good for a long time. That is exactly right. You articulated that so beautifully because it is easy. It's kind of funny. It's hard to get started working out, but once you're into it, then you, those endorphins start flowing and it's easy to go overboard. So we're going to talk more with Molly Galbraith about different ways that we can find that balance in our lives, how we can motivate ourselves to get started if we're stalled, but also how to pull ourselves back mentally if we're really overdoing it and compromising our health. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Snapware. From food to craft, Snapware helps busy people keep their lives clean and organized. Visit snapware.com forward slash ERN and learn how to make organizing a snap. Are you using your smartphone to listen to music in the car or for GPS navigation? How would you like to do both without the risk of getting a ticket or causing an accident? Check out what's new from Kenwood, the number one mobile electronics brand in the country. With Kenwood, you can connect to your smartphone and safely control all your favorite apps by touchscreen while enjoying that legendary Kenwood sound. Learn more by visiting liveconnecteddriveconnected.com and to find a Kenwood dealer near you. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Baker's Secret. Baker's Secret Bakeware is the secret to quick and easy baking. Visit bakersecret.com slash ERN today and learn how to make baking simply sweet. I'm Lily Hills, your host, and we have with us today Molly Galbraith, a strength coach and the co-founder of Girls Gone Strong. Now, this gal, as I mentioned before, has got some serious street cred. She can squat 275 pounds, bench 165, and do a 341-pound deadlift. And... First of all, that's impressive in and of itself. But what I love about this lady is that she's teaching people about the balanced part because it's very easy to go overboard and get excited and sometimes do harm to your body. And Molly, I was reading on one of your blogs that your mission statement is, I want to help women discover what their best body feels like with the least amount of time and effort possible. You know I'm loving that. And when they discover what that looks like, I want to help them have grace and compassion about it. How did you come up with that brilliant statement? 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for the kind words about it. Um, I was actually asked to have a life coach who's kind of been helping me um, stay organized and figure out, you know, the direction that I want to go with my career. And she said, what, as you know, what do you want to be known for? When people say we're doing a seminar on X and we have to have Molly Galbraith, what do you want that to be? Because again, I've dabbled in figure and powerlifting and corrective exercise and all these things. And when it boils down to it, I realized I wanted to help women have grace and compassion when it comes to their body. You know, I have the knowledge to, to help someone look better and feel better. And that's what everybody wants. But once they get there, how can I get them to be kind to themselves. You know, we're in our own heads 24 hours a day. And so often, you know, we say nasty, nasty things to ourselves mm -hmm. that we would never say to our friends, to our mothers, to our, to our daughters, you know? And so it's like, why on earth would we set, would we treat ourselves in a way that we wouldn't even treat our worst enemy? And so I just, and I went through a period of self-hatred, you know, where I hated my body and I, you know, I had low self-esteem and, um, you know, had a lot of issues and it took a lot to come out on the other side feeling good about myself. And, you know, funny, people think if they want their bodies to be different or to look different, they have to hate them. And I have another statement that says you can love your body while wanting it to look or perform differently than it does now. There's no hypocrisy there. You know, you can yeah. love yourself while wanting yourself to be different. And That's, people think that, yeah, that if they want to change themselves, they have to hate their bodies. And it's just not the case. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Molly. One of the books that I wrote is called The Body Love Manual, How to Love the Body You Have as You Create the Body You Want. So clearly we're oh, on wow. the same page because it yeah. really is true. When I started to quiet that voice in my head that was mean to me, that's when the weight started, started to come off. It really is a mental game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the... And again, you're in your own head 24 hours a day. Like who wants to, every time they pass a mirror, to think bad things about themselves? And, you know, we all look different. And it's that, that comparison monster, you know, where we're saying, oh, well, she has this. I, I gave a seminar the other weekend, and, the, and I was talking about how we're all different. We have to learn to love and accept what we were given while making the best of it. And this woman raised her hand, and she's a geneticist. And she says, you know, we all hit the genetic lottery in something. Maybe you have, you know, thick, beautiful, shiny hair. Maybe you have flawless skin. Maybe you have beautiful hands, you know, or whatever. Right. But everybody hits the genetic lottery in something. And it's really easy to say, oh, well, she has flat abs and I don't. Or, she, you know, she has this. And, and so, you know, you have to focus on, again, what you love about yourself while making the best of the things that you want to look a little bit different. That is so, again, so beautifully said, Molly. You've got some serious passion around this, I can absolutely tell. And it's such an important uh, message to be giving people. And I love how you called it the monster, the, the mm -hmm. comparison monster, because that's really what it is. And it deprives you of so much joy in life and it causes so much unnecessary stress. And that right. is a very, very big deal because when your body's stressed, it's much harder to lose weight. So I thank you absolutely. for coming on. Thank you for coming well, on and you, sharing your wisdom. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and uh, and wish you continued success in loving that extraordinary body of yours because as you and I both know and all the listeners out there, you're going to be sleeping with that body for the rest of your life. So thank you for sharing that very important message. Well, thank you for having me on. I, I appreciate the opportunity. So that's it for this week, listeners. Thanks for spending your very valuable time with us. And I think there's some great information in today's show. And if you're going into Thanksgiving, if you want to have that following day be a fantastic one, sit down right now and write out your plan. 
Before the week escapes you and you're faced with a buffet at the size of a football field, get your strategy down. What are you going to eat? What are you going to do if you start to get stressed? The more you think it through, the better chance you have of success. And remember the words of Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Keep that in mind and have a fantastic week. And remember to be patient with yourself. It will reduce your stress and make every day a little easier. Spark on. Baker's Secret Bakeware is the secret to easy baking. From sweet to savory, with Baker's Secret Non-Stick Bakeware, you can quickly and easily whip up tempting treats. Baker's Secret is made with durable, dishwasher-safe materials that help you spend less time cleaning and more time with your loved ones. All Baker's Secret products are backed by a full lifetime warranty. Visit bakersecret.com to learn how to make your baking simply sweet.